Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, it is Monday. You know what that means? It means we start off our expert series strong. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing very, very well. So hey, one of the things I am working on and one of my goals really heading into next year is to get to elevate the conversation around budgeting. I think too many people think budgeting and they think restriction, right? I'm cutting things out, right? I can't go get a Starbucks. I can't do this. I can't do that. And as a entrepreneur yourself, as a business creator, you know, all of that and, and done some pretty amazing things from a, a, a toolbox in a truck or a truck in a toolbox to what you've done these last decades. How important is budgeting for just business growth, business health? Uh, I want to really demystify budgeting and, and take some of the stigma away. And I was hoping you could help me with that. Uh, yeah, budgeting is crucial. It's, you know, so the budgeting is the equivalent of knowing your market in real estate is budgeting for business. So budgeting gives you the ability to, number one, understand your business by the numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. So you you have to know your numbers. And, you know, just like you have to know your market in, in investing, uh, it allows you to forecast, it allows you to pre plan, prepare and grow. And it also tells you where you stand at any given moment. And, and you know, back when I started, it was all by hand. You know, mm -hmm. everything was done. I had a little ledger and everything was written down by hand. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I just kind of started out that way. And the other thing too, is for business planning purposes, um, you know, I always, you, you know, all the time calculate my break even, my forecast, my revenues, you know, what I thought I was going to be doing. So, I mean, it's, it's just been an instrumental part of every single aspect of every business from the construction to the real estate business, to the development business. It's all about the numbers, which is budgets. Yeah. And then I also want to take it also from the business to family, right? Right. Your wife, your family. Um, did you budget in your household as well, or just in business? Yeah, we did in the household. So, you know, my wife handled the, you know, household finances. I just put so much money, you know, drew a paycheck, put so much money in. And yeah, she handled that. And, you know, we did have a budget, you know, and that's where my mindset shifted and changed, you know. So when um, I became an entrepreneur and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and a few other books, my mindset shift became, uh, you know, how can I afford it? Not, I can't afford it. So mm -hmm. if I wanted to do something or wanted something or needed something, it was always about how can I generate the income to afford that? So if I want a new car, I wanted an asset that would pay for it. If I wanted to take a trip. I wanted assets that would pay for it or investments that would pay for it. A business is an investment. So, um, you know, and even going back to when we bought our first house, we sat down with the loan officer and we wrote down our budget, yeah. you know, literally by hand on a notepad to make sure we could qualify for the loan. And we were looking at this monthly payment, you know, we, we were renting a place and we were going to go buy this house. So literally we, we wrote it all out. And, you know, from that point on, we budgeted everything. And when I started having kids, you know, I went immediately started, you know, uh, life insurance policies and, you know, college funds and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, 
the budgeting has always been crucial. It's always been important. And again, it comes back to the numbers. And even in the restaurant industry, when I, when I, before I became an entrepreneur and had my own restaurants, I worked with Bennigan's Lone Star Steakhouses. And everything you do is based on the numbers around budgeting. We budgeted um, our sales, you know, projections for the month, broke it down by the week, by the day. We budgeted our labor, how we were going to schedule it. We budgeted our food, uh, uh, beer, wine, and liquor purchases, you know, based on that. We budgeted um, staffing levels. We budgeted, uh, you know, everything. I mean, so pretty much it's not just money. When you budget things, you're budgeting allocation of resources throughout your entire business. So it's the only way to run a business. You've got to run it by the numbers. And that does two things. Number one, you know exactly where you stand at any given moment. Number two, you know um, what to do and how to do it. And it takes the emotion yeah. out of making decisions. Same thing with real estate, same thing with any investment. If you make it by the numbers and the data, then it's non-emotional. You know, the truth is in the numbers and the truth will set you free. Now I like that. The truth will set you free. And I really like that removing emotion. I think I'm going to use that in the title of this first video. Uh, the, really how this came up to me is, again, I, a lot of what I'm trying to do now is built on pain from being a kid, watching my parents mm -hmm. battle. And what I've now discovered after talking to more and more people about budgeting is everybody talks about what they make. Call it 50 grand, yeah. call it 100 grand, whatever it is, right? You make what you make. But that's not the discussion, because what you need to, to just use a hundred grand is an easy number, right? You need to take away housing. Okay. That's 12 grand, a grand a month. You need to take away food, car, blah, 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 blah. Now you're down to, you know, in taxes. Now you're down to like, I don't know, 20 grand. That's what you all, that's your discretionary money. Cause in the rat race, this thing we all live in, in that earlier example, 80 K of the hundreds already spent. That is your financial nut. That is your living expense. That is your lifestyle spend. So you're not budgeting a hundred. You're really, it's the, it's the remaining 20. How much are you going to save? How much is going to be spent? How much, you know, what, what are the luxuries you want to add to your life or not? Um, that is becoming interesting because my family example, my parents probably were living so close to the edge. They have made me, this again is in the seventies and the eighties. So the dollar is different, but they may have only had a hundred dollars discretionary every month. They were just, we were just that close to the razor's edge. And it doesn't take much to, go to the other side of that pretty soon you're you're toast right so um. yeah we were the same way we were a military family and i remember my dad you know he used to do the household budget and you know whenever it was bill time and you didn't go near him you know he oh. would just be all mad because yeah. he only looked at it once a month yep. you know when his income came in military i guess they got paid twice a month but he, he seemed to do the bills the same time every month and he was just always mad but you know it's choices right yes. So it's choices. So he made X amount of money. My mom made X amount of money in their careers. And then, you know, they wanted all these things, you know, so they would finance everything, cars, pools, this, that, and the other, you know, a pool, um, you know, just different things, but they didn't invest. They never invested. They had their retirement that they were counting on from their career in the military, but they didn't invest anything. Mm. So there's a couple of, you know, philosophies out there of pay yourself first, yep. you know, profit first. There's a couple of books that, that this guy wrote about business, about profiting first, which is basically, you know, if you're, if you're 10% profitability, take that 10% out of every check first, put it in a profit account so that the profit is set aside, you know, for reinvesting and all that, then your overhead is covered. Same thing with pay yourself first. If you take 10% of everything you make and invest it, starting from the beginning, if I'd have done that when I first started working and just set aside 10% and just invested it in a market index or something, I mean, you know, that would have been worth a million dollars easily over, easy. over yeah. my career and at eight, 10 bucks an hour when I first started out, you know, 20, 30,000 a year. So 
little things like that can make a huge difference. Whereas my parents, they, they ratcheted through the budget, whatever was left over, they spent it all just like yours. Yeah. That's, that's, is that, and they that... didn't try to make any more, you know, instead of in their spare time, they weren't thinking, how can I make more? How can I afford more? Mm-hmm. They would just go out and just, you know, whatever, lay at the pool all weekend, do whatever. And they never invested in real estate, invested in anything. They just did their jobs. They spent their money and they relaxed in their off hours and never did anything to better themselves, improve themselves or invest, you know, and I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know, that didn't really resonate with me as a kid, but as an adult, I'm the total opposite. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're, you're a machine, man. <laughs> Much respect. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. Cause again, there's two things that you said that I'm trying to, I'm trying to elevate the conversation, that net number, right? My parents had a hundred bucks. Yours were living close to the edge. And the other one's the side hustle, right? How do you add these other incomes on top? Because you really have two choices. You can either cut out the expenses to make this number better, or you add on top. But the lifestyle yeah. creep, I call it the rat race. I think Robert Kiyosaki called it that. I, I, it's The rat race is real. It starts the minute you leave school. Mm-hmm. Uh, lifestyle creep, you know, all these, all these things. I want to turn this budgeting conversation into something I think a lot of small businesses are doing today. It's pretty rough out there. Uh, and and I, I'm curious what advice you would give to someone who really you know, they were profitable the last decade or 20 years or four generations or whatever it is, but they've been struggling since March and they've been feeding the machine out of their, probably their personal savings. They're probably, you know, given the, the, the spikes in different areas, they're being asked to shut down, at least if they're in California. When, when do you advise some, you know, restaurant owner or small retail shop to go, you know what, shut it down go bankrupt or close it or whatever the right verbiage is and come back next summer, come back stronger, renew your lease. When is the right time to have that conversation? Yeah. You know, I would say stop, do not use your savings. Um, you know, don't do that at all. If you can't, if the business is not supporting itself, do not put your own money in it. Um, it's time to call the ball and just, you know, shut it down. So obviously you got to negotiate and I've been there. So this isn't just frivolous. Okay. I've made these choices in business deals that I've been in, in the past where I had to, I had to, you know, force it to shut down. So if you've spent your life building your savings up, you don't want to dig into that. Um, you know, take advantage of other opportunities out there. And I mean, I'm don't even borrow, don't borrow to keep it open either. If the government is offering forgivable loans, which they did, you know, in the past, and you took advantage of that. That's great. You know, the PPP program, um, you know, some of the SBA stuff I think was forgivable or maybe it was just the PPP. Just PPP for salary. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine, but don't borrow money to keep the doors open. That makes yeah. zero sense. Okay. If you cannot maintain where you're at, just call the ball. Okay. Write yeah. it off, you know, and, it, and, you know, you should have force majeure in your lease, um, you know, or, um, you know, co-tenancy clauses in your lease, where if a major anchor shuts down, your lease, all bets are off, you can renegotiate or cancel. Force majeure is unforeseen acts, you know, and like the coronavirus pandemic that forces you out of business, you know, you no longer have to guarantee that lease, you're not on the hook. So um, the best thing to do is take what you have and just, you know, shut it down and then reopen later if you can. Um, there's going to be plenty of turnkey locations if you can't reopen in your existing location. But don't dig into your savings to keep it alive because, you know, yeah, the virus or the vaccines are out today. They're starting mm-hmm. to distribute, but it's going to be six months, maybe even a year before everybody's vaccinated at scale. We can get reopened fully back, you know, like it was before. And there are no guarantees that this is even a fix. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. We, we yeah. don't know. 
Yeah, who knows? So, Unknown side effects. Who knows what could happen, right? Yeah, so uh, protect what you've worked for your whole life. Do good. not let it go away. It, you know, if you're shut down, just you know, shut it down. Do something else in the interim. And what I mean by something else is there's other things that you can do with your skill set. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're self-employed, you've had your own business, that's a skill. You yep. can teach others. You can go work with others for now. You know, do whatever whatever it is you can do, but don't dig into your savings to keep a business open right now. Just especially after the holidays, I think it's going to get even worse for a few months yeah. uh, until we get back into the spring and get this virus behind us. So okay. it's just only going to get worse after Christmas. So I just want to make sure I'm clear. So if you are running a business that was wildly profitable for years or decades and you can break even for the next six months, your advice there, okay, yeah. is hold on, you're good. But it's when you reach in your personal savings account to pull out that thousand or ten thousand or twenty thousand, you're like, stop it! You built that, don't do it. Shut down. Exactly, and break even means you can cover your expenses to yep. live because you don't want to dig in your savings to pay that. You know, when you can go do something else. Good you point. You know, go do something else that that earns the income to pay for your living expenses, and you don't have to dig into your savings. So. Um, you can always reopen. It'll be easy to reopen. There's going to be a lot of available space out there, potentially even your existing space. And, yeah. you know, you just don't want to dig into what you've worked your whole life to put, to put away. Yeah. I just want people to, I really want to make this positive because that has to be a hard decision. When you've made that yeah. decision in the past, your, your, your employees are probably your family, you know, it's holiday season. I mean, I get it, right. It's, it's traumatic. Um, but I do want people to hear that. I really do think 2021, 22, 23 are going to be much better years hopeful. Oh, yeah. And I think you're right. I think you could actually upgrade your space, mean better location and probably lower your lease rate in many cases. That ain't a bad thing. No, no, it's not. And, you know, and it's, it's tough. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a very different, difficult time right now. And, and, you know, we don't know what the future is going to hold or bring, but we do know that we'll get through it. We'll be on the other side and things will come roaring back. And if you've got that skill set, that skill set is valuable in other ways. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I appreciate this. Again, budgeting is important. People need to stop treating it like sacrifice. It is just, you got to run, got to run the number. You got to run the family by the numbers. And uh, yeah, it's, it's okay to make that tough decision. You have, you have permission. Uh, Greg gave you permission. I gave you permission. Uh, and then you can have, you can have a better location maybe in six months or so. I appreciate you, man. Yeah.